Hi, my name is Professor Len Calabrese from the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm delighted to present the key posters from the final day of the ACR Convergence 2020. I'd like to thank those who have watched our highlights over ACR. For those who haven't, you can catch up on the whole Convergence on cytokinesignaling.com or on YouTube at Cytokine Signaling Forum. I'd like to highlight uh, to begin with, a post hoc analysis of the Select Choice program presented by Dr. Marty Bergman uh, in the Diagnosis, Manifestations, and Outcomes poster session. This is a post hoc analysis of the Select Choice study um, that pitted Upadacitna versus Abitacep. Uh, we've talked about this in previous um, uh, poster analyses. This analysis evaluated UPA versus ABBA with background of conventional synthetic DMARDs on patient-reported outcomes in patients with inadequate response or intolerance to biologic DMARDs. Essentially, at week 12, UPA-treated patients had significant changes from baseline versus ABBA in a number of domains, including the patient global assessment, uh, some pain domains, and the HACDI. Significantly more UPA-treated patients reported uh, greater than the minimal um, significant uh, difference in the HACDI and the SF36 at week 12 than ABBA treated patients. And the median time to response in the HACDI was significantly shorter for UPA versus ABBA, two versus four weeks. So this is another piece of data uh, on a very important study, you know, comparing uh, this new JAK inhibitor with uh, a stalwart uh, TNF inhibitor, abatacept showing greater earlier improvements in patient-reported outcomes um, uh, with the targeted synthetic DMARD. Next poster selected by the CSF is from Professor Kevin Winthrop and his colleagues. Um, uh, this study analyzes the risk of factors for herpes zoster in patients with uh, uh, receiving upacitinib. I'm uh, privileged to be uh, part of this. So in this study, uh, patients receiving JAK inhibitors, uh, the background is known to everybody. There's a class-related uh, increased risk of herpes zoster. So this evaluated the incidence of zoster in patients getting UPA 15 and 30 relative to active comparators in the SELECT-3 um, trials program. So the key results uh, were essentially that uh, it, these are in terms of uh, numbers for 100 patient years, usually in zoster epi, we talk about per 1,000 patient years, but this is 3.1 patients uh, with UPA 15, 5.5 uh, with UPA 30 versus one with ADA and methotrexate. If we converted that to 1,000, it would be 31, 55, and 10. Um, so uh, this is palpably and significantly different. Most zoster uh, cases, however, uh, were you know monodermatomal um, and uh, not uh, disseminated. Uh, the risk factors in this study were consistent with many other studies showing um, Asian uh, region uh, 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 genetics uh, as a major risk factor, but also prior history of herpes zoster. I, I can't emphasize uh, how important this is because many people uh, think and many physicians think, well, if you had it once, you're not gonna have it again. So in the setting of um, targeted therapy, it is definitely a risk um, uh, in addition to age. So herpes zoster events in patients receiving UPA were more common in 30, those that were not using 
versus 15, um, and both higher than uh, uh, the comparators of uh, atom methotrexate versus methotrexate. Uh, the next poster uh, I'd like to look at is uh, the uh, effect of vaccines uh, with JAK inhibitors. And the first is by Dr. Hanna Kalmark and her colleagues. And it uh, focuses on the uh, immunogenicity of the adjuvenated subunit vaccine that uh, we refer to as Shingrix. Well, as we all know, uh, and we've been talking about, zoster is a risk um, to patients with RA in general and dramatically increased in patients on JAK inhibitors. So this study wanted to look at some of the basic immunobiology of immunizations with the adjuvenated um, subunit vaccine that we know as Shingrix. So they took baseline samples and then they assessed uh, a number of weeks after the second vaccine. And they looked at mean change in the uh, anti-VCV glycoprotein E uh, antibody, which is uh, considered key in immunization. And they found that uh, it, indeed that there was a boost um, in pre and post vaccination of about 1.8, this is a relative value unit for the RA patients versus 2.6 for controls. And the levels considered protective were achieved in 75% of RA patients versus 100% of controls. So be mindful here. Um, there's a palpable decrease, but still um, uh, uh, a very uh, robust response. Um, and in the follow-up of these patients, no zoster was reported up to 15 months. So preliminary results show satisfactory serologic response an acceptable tolerability of two doses um, of the subunit vaccine in RA treated with a JAK inhibitor. You know, this small decrement in response, will that translate to increased uh, zoster as we follow patients for, you know, one, five, 10 years down the road? I don't know. Uh, some recent data has shown that um, in patients uh, without RA who get uh, the subunit vaccine, that even when they do get zoster, they have lower uh, uh, levels of pain and disability and lower levels of post-prophetic zoster. Will that translate to RA? I'm not sure. Uh, another poster by uh, uh, Kevin Winthrop, who's a very busy guy at this meeting, uh, evaluated the response to pneumococcal vaccines in RA receiving UPA. And this is uh, important because it's been looked at with other JAK inhibitors and there's been um, uh, some questions of uh, interaction. So this uh, aimed to assess the long-term impact of UPA 15 or 30 plus methotrexate on immunologic responses to PCV13 um, in the uh, ongoing phase two open label extension uh, uh, called balance extend. Now note, methotrexate is part of this package and methotrexate is known to inhibit antibody responses to both T-cell dependent and T-cell independent um, uh, 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 antigens. So uh, there's a complication here. But it was found that satisfactory humoral response to PCV13 occurred in a, a 67, 56% of patients at week four and in 64, 54% patients at week 12 in the 15 and 30 milligram respective doses. Um, uh, there were two AEs related to UPA reported, but none were serious. So humoral responses to PCV13 receiving long-term treatment with UPA and methotrexate is broadly consistent with that seen in patients treated with other JAK biologics uh, or placebo. And again, uh, the issue of methotrexate and whether we need to be considering holding it in this setting uh, 
that's a separate issue, but uh, something that we're very interested in. There was an interesting basic science poster from uh, Dr. Isozaki and colleagues uh, in the cytokines and uh, cell trafficking section. They looked at Philgo induced inhibition of uh, monocyte pro-inflammatory cytokine population in osteoblasts using a human osteosarcoma line. So this is, again, getting back to examining the effects of JAK inhibitors um, on uh, the uh, domain of bone health. Um, so this is some heavy stepping um, uh, uh, for those of us that uh, don't do bone biology. Uh, but what they found uh, was that uh, in these ex vivo analyses, um, uh, first of all, using this uh, cell line, JAK1, 2, and 3 was expressed in osteoblasts in these MG63 cell lines. Uh, secondly, uh, they looked at uh, phosphorylated STAT1 and STAT3 signaling um, uh, in IL-6 and IL-6R, uh, you know, system trans uh, stimulated uh, filgo treated M63 cells, and it was significantly decreased compared to uh, non-treated cells. Um, then they looked at some chemokines, MCP1, CCL2, uh, in these uh, cell treated lines, and it was significantly decreased compared uh, with the non-treated uh, medium. And finally, uh, another key uh, uh, chemokine ligand, CXL16, uh, was found in filgo-treated MG63 condition medium, um, uh, was also significantly decreased when compared to the non-treated uh, control medium. So collectively, to my reading of this, um, this uh, favors uh, the perspective that filgotinib inhibits pro-inflammatory cytokine production and monocyte differentiation, um, which is critical um, in this balance of osteoclastogenesis and osteoblastogenesis. So uh, it indicates that uh, bone metabolism may prevent bone destruction. Uh, we've looked at uh, uh, bone, traditional bone markers in a previous um, highlight uh, from uh, the other day, uh, which uh, showed data consistent with uh, uh, enhancement of bone health. So I want to thank you for tuning into this final edition of the CSF Daily Highlights. I uh, hope it's been informative to you. Uh, CSF is providing extensive coverage of ACR Convergence 2020 on the CSF website. Follow this on Twitter. Uh, you can find highlights of the whole convergence on our website, cytokinesignaling.com, and on YouTube at Cytokine Signaling Forum. Come back and see us often. Thanks.